Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build 4 Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Kevin Clancy, KFC from Barstool with us the entire show. You mentioned something in the opening segment about... If you were to do anything else post Barstool, it would be be a PR person for teams or athletes because some of the stuff they tweet and some of the stuff they do is just mind-numbing in the situation that they're in. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. you know, someone might say, well, I mean, look at all the stuff that you put out there on social media. Totally different. That's, but you, that's why I can do it. I can tell you it works. Exactly. Yeah. But it's but if you're an entertainer, you're going to throw everything out there. What you put out there is different than what Makai Becton should be putting yes, out there. exactly. Uh, so don't think that uh, any of us are being hypocritical uh, when it comes to that stuff. So the, the latest one is, of course... Uh, the Jets, again, on social media, which Rob Sala has no control of these guys. No. And, and it's just, I could give you example after example from liking the Zach Wilson sucks tweets to Makai Becton calling out Ryan Tannehill, basically calling him a racist for not uh, mentoring Malik Willis when he took those comments uh, out of context. It's just on and on and on. Uh, when when Dalvin Cook's name was out there, Brees Hall and I think it was Michael Carter started going, hey, well, running back room's good, right? Like mm-hmm. everything they think is on social media. And the the latest one now is Sauce Gardner, who is pretending to be the GM, and he's calling himself La Sauce. La Sauce. <laughs> like LeBron, where he can control who comes in and is on the team. Now, all right. I, I'm not so naive or so much of a stickler or an old man to this point where I'm like, like, like this isn't fun at all. I get that he's having fun and it really doesn't matter. But if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm like, just shut up, man. Like, don't be tweeting at Mike Evans going, you know what we talked about. <laughs> and now also seeing like I want to draft young at O-line and get a vet wide receiver, LaSauce. <laughs> You can't be telling everybody what you want on the team. No, but I'll tell you what. At this point, like, we're just like, can anybody say anything back to him? The whole thing is, it's it's, it's all a joke again. You know yep. what I mean? It's all uh, Salah, Douglas. Like, who's really gonna? Can you put anybody in their place when everybody like? There's nobody really running the show in in. 
So basically, you're saying the toothpaste way. can't go back in the tube at yeah. this point because it's just the, the, this is the regime. Yes. these are the guys running it, and you can't all of a sudden say, "Okay, we're going to stop this behavior." And I don't think you know Aaron Rodgers, healthy or not healthy, changes that. It's like there's still so much that needs to be changed. Uh, I don't know, man. The Jets. That was another thing where you know we talked about with the Mets, where you're like you're cursed, and you know the Aaron Rodgers injury. And everything that came after that is like, yeah, come on. So think about this tweet. So the sauce is great, though. I mean, if you're going to do it, at least like sauce. there is some some person. I do like sauce, and yeah. you know when you when you when when you're a guy named Sauce Gardner and you rock your own chain and you and you have that sauce and swagger, you're not getting a uh, you know buttoned up. I'm not going to say anything on social media type of guy. So you kind of know what you're getting, and hopefully, what accompanies that is also a Hall of Fame career. Uh, which you know, I think he's capable of. So you know, in that regard, let him have a little fun, I guess. But <laughs> but like this, this is going too far, in my opinion. Like, ha- have fun, great, love it, great personality, great player. But so Fox Sports NFL puts out something on X where it says, "Who's the best wide receiver in free agency market?" It's got all these names on there. Since Sauce Gardner quote tweets that goes, I'm going to sign Calvin, meaning Calvin Ridley. If that don't work, I'm signing Mike, meaning Mike Evans. I can't go wrong with either one of them. I feel like T, T Higgins won't be available for me to sign. Hash, you know, then La Sauce. I mean, so, okay. Now, if Joe Douglas goes out, doesn't sign any of these guys, that's the first question. Your your star corner wanted you to sign all these guys. Is he now upset that you didn't do the job that he could have done? This is the problem where it's like you can't have any fun when, if you're not winning. Yes. If you're winning, this is all fun and games. It's like, oh, you know, it's like he's he's assembling his fantasy team. He's he's pretending to be GM. He's just, you know, having fun on Twitter. Uh, but when everything, you know, when it rains, it pours. And it's like, just don't give them any more ammo. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I mean, so that that's what you would say to Sauce Gardner, right? Uh, yeah, but I <sighs> Sauce is like, Sauce is not really the problem in my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's just bigger issues, so I'm not going to get on him for that. But I think it's just it's it's another example of how there is zero control over the locker room and zero accountability because this is not the first time there's been some sort of social media situation. There's a mm-hmm. million of them I, with I the think, Jets. I think like I wouldn't compare this to like Mackay Becton though. You okay. know what I mean? Like I think this is this is a little more playful and less harmful than some of the other comments and Zach Wilson sucks and things that are like actually detrimental. <laughs> yeah. Now this is like, are we talking about tampering and things? You know, there's other questions here, but like it's not on the level of, of some of the other stuff where it's like, this is actually harmful to the team. This is just like it being dopey. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I'm just like, I feel like they're like Salah, Salah and, and Douglas, is, it's like they've had their time now. You know what I mean? It's it, It's been longer. You know, you look up and it's like they have they have their record. They have their, we, we see kind of who they are. And, you know, if it wasn't for this like Hail Mary Aaron Rodgers thing that has just like put them on life support in a way, like what would they have to show for it? Right exactly now? right. You know, that's the, that's the reason they're still here. Right. If Zach Wilson were the quarterback and they didn't have Aaron Rodgers, this thing would be over for them at this point because they tied themselves to him and, and, and he, they, they had that one great draft and they do have some pieces but like you know the bar is very low where it's like well they had that one good year where they drafted well it's like okay yeah. 
And what, you know? And Aaron Rodgers signed up for this regime. These guys. Right. He wanted to play for Rob Sala, Joe Douglas, and Nathaniel and Hackett. You, you bring in his guys, which, right. you know, is not a smart football move. But at the time, you're thinking, let's make him happy. Unless, like, Aaron Rodgers can give you multiple years. Uh, it You know, it's like you just put all your eggs in that basket, and that basket broke immediately. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Literally immediately. Uh, let's go to John in Connecticut. What's going on, John? Hey, Gio. What's uh, up, man? Hey, What's up, John? How you doing, man? Good, dude. First off, I just want to, Kev, I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for getting me and probably everybody else through this crazy jet season. Your reels are not like IG and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I try, fantastic. man. Yeah, uh, I mean, dude, that's... You know, all of us suffered, and just hearing it from you made me feel better. So uh, thank you for Well, that. that's why I do it, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah. And then just going back to, like, the uniform talk, I read... I mean, you guys probably talked about this um, before, but the Jets are going to change their uniforms, and it sounds like they're going back to the old 80s, like, rigid coat-type uniforms, and the uniform that Aaron Rodgers played four, four plays in and got hurt for the entire season. What the hell is that? Why aren't they going back to the... And why is Woody Johnson so, like, obsessed with uniforms? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, thanks, guys. All right. Yeah, a couple of answers. The reason why Woody Johnson is obsessed with uniforms is the fact that the team doesn't do anything positive and stuff like a uniform release. It matters. Yeah, yeah, it matters to an organization that can't win. Uh, So there's that. Now, as far as I loved that throwback uniform that Aaron Rodgers got hurt in. So forget about him getting hurt in it. That is so much better than what they had. And if they go to something like that permanently, I think that's smart. I agree with that. I mean, if you want to talk like it's bad juju or something like that, but come on. Uh, That moment, man, like when he was running with the the flag and those uniforms, like it looked great. So... I'm not a huge. Are you a big uniform and numbers guy? Like, no. Like, could, could you rattle off numbers of your favorite players? Uh back in the day, yeah, yeah. Like, like we, we like do I, trivia at Barstool, and a lot of the questions are like, you know, and they'll be like Mets players that I, I watch every day. I couldn't yeah. tell you a single. I don't know what Pete Alonso's numbers. I I don't know what Lindor's numbers. Right, I just I'll, I don't see. I don't look at that. All right, like let me throw out some old Mets like Howard Johnson. You don't know? Does it hit no. you, Mookie Wilson? No, wow. Zero. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, I know, like, you know, 23, Jordan, 99, Gretzky. Like, I know those numbers. I got nothing. All right, let's see uh, Let's see where you're at, Eddie. All right. Uh, Howard Johnson. 20. All right. Mookie Wilson. One. Ray Ordonez. Ooh. Zero. Yep. Ah, that, I guess very, that's very pretty good. memorable, yeah. Kevin McReynolds. 22. There you go. Wow. Nice job. Uh, it's like you, some people can't say names and words. I, I don't know numbers. <laughs> I want to make sure I have this one right. Kevin Elster, two. No, I don't. Was he twenty-one two? or two or twenty? I thought, I thought was, he was eleven. Was he eleven? Are you talking with the eighty-six club when it was the late season call-up? No, I'm talking about after that when he was the starting shortstop. I see. I the wasn't late sure about- season call-up number would be an <laughs> unbelievable poll. If you know Kevin Elster's late season call-up number, you're the man, dude. Yeah, well, that was '86, so he probably remembered. Oh, okay, yeah. see, I think too. I think Mackie Sasser, but he was later. That's why I, th- I thought Elster was 11. Still haven't found that one. I think it's 24, but I could be wrong. I have to hold on. Let me take a look. Uh, people, this is where people the- screaming at the. This this is this is like Francesca reading off twenty uh, eggs win totals twenty one okay <laughs> so it wasn't eleven it was twenty one so Eddie got it the second I see twenty one and I also see a number two also okay yeah, yeah, late season call up bang and then twenty one late season call up this this guy knows Kevin Mitchell seven uh, yeah. seven yeah. yeah 
And you don't remember any of Which this. Which is not like birth. none of this. Wow. But the, I, I was, you know, that I was young for that. Like, I, I wouldn't remember any of those. I mean, it would maybe be more like, uh, I mean, Pedro was what, 42? 40, no, not 42, obviously. Yeah, 40, right. 47? 40 something? Yeah, he was at, no, what was Piazza he? was. Come on. Four, Come on. You don't know Piazza? No. What? What was he? He's oh. one of the numbers that are retired, man. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't even. I Pedro was 45, 45, right? After Franco had 45. Piazza, obviously, 31. Gardner Alfonso, brother, you can say all of the names. Unbelievable! I just like never look at a single jersey. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, like I'm, I'm like that with song lyrics, where I could listen to a song a million times and not know the lyrics, just know the melody of it, Mm -hmm. and know like a word here or there. But that's crazy to me that you don't remember any of this. Nothing. It's not even that I don't remember it. It's like I never registered. Right? Yeah. Is that like a spectrum thing? You think? Probably. I think we're all on a spectrum, right? Yeah. You ever like, watch Love on the Spectrum? I tried. I tried too. I, people love it. I, I, it's. I, don't I know. tried that one and the Down Syndrome one. That's yeah. That's, and I couldn't do either one. Yeah, to me, uh, great. Love you. You know, it's find your happiness, but it's just right. Not, it's just I feel I, a little weird watching. It. I did. I did yeah. feel a little weird watching it. And then so I, the, I don't. So the ones that that are probably the worst things that I watch would be the Thousand Pound Sisters on TLC, the Slayton Sisters. They, that's an amazing, amazing show. Absolutely tremendous. <laughs> that whole family gets involved. Oh my god! It's just. And then this last season was crazy because the one sister got a divorce, and then the other sister met her husband in this rehab center, and then he died. And oh. It was just like, oh, it was just crazy. The dramatics of all. Yeah. The, oh my goodness gracious! Of all the dramatic things. Yeah, and then. Um, and 600 pound life is another well, one. Oh, naturally. You know. Yeah, I love that one. You mentioned Love is Blind to me. Are you a Love is Yo, Blind guy? Yeah, huge. Huge I mean, Love is Blind guy. I, this season is electric. See, I'm a little behind, but they're finally doing something. So that what they really need to do is they need to throw like a 400 pound person in there. I, or they need to throw a little I, person in there. I've been saying this since yeah. the jump. The day that they that they have, they, you know, you want to you want to play this game. You want to do Love Is Blind and really talk about does looks not matter because everybody's either on that show. Everybody's like pretty good, and then there's like a couple like you know really good looking people. Yeah, but there has not been just like an uggo or oh, yeah. just a huge person where one of these days, if you really want to like prove it or have a moment, that wall's gonna go up and someone's gonna go. Oh my yeah. God! What have I done? Right, someone with an eye patch and a can, <laughs> just like gruesome, disfigured. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, until that moment, it's like okay, you found you know a, a average looking person. They dipped their toe in a little bit this season because they put on the most attractive woman who's ever been on the show, and they gave her a ten year old kid, mm, and, and that yeah, that, th- that threw people for a loop a little that bit. That threw people for a loop because mm-hmm. the guy didn't see her, and then he heard child and was like, I don't want to deal with that. Well, you also had the other girl saying that look, she looks like Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. Yeah. She looks nothing like Megan Fox. Yeah, she, there's something about her. And then did you, if you're a little behind, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but she went home to her friends and she said, tell him, who do I get? And the one girl said Megan Fox, the other one said Carrie Underwood. <laughs> Come on! I was on. like, are you people out of your minds? <laughs> you're mentioning like the two most beautiful women of a generation and you look... Nothing like that. She looks more like Adele. Is what yeah, she looks yes, like. Yes, that's a great. That's a that's that's dead on. Man. And then the crazy thing is the other girl looks kind of like Megan Fox. Yeah, man, that guy. 
He, he just screwed. He looks like Justin Thomas, the golfer, by the way. He looks exactly like that. But he, he he's pulling this move right now. You can tell that. He, so he's stuck with this girl. Yeah. Who said she looks like Megan Fox? Yeah. Now he's on TV and he's been like, "I love you, I love you, I love you," and now he can't look like the shallow jerk, right? So he's got to like, he's got to just ride this out for a little while until he can, you know, break up with her. And she is telling him, "I, I want you to be more lovey dovey with me and and hug me and kiss me," and he's he keeps just playing this card. That he bit his lip. <laughs> He's like, I bit my lip really hard, babe, and I just don't want to kiss you. Oh and then God. she keeps bringing it up, and he's like, I, I, it really hurts. It really hurts. I was like, tip of the cap, man. The wow. bit my lip excuse is one for the record books. But what? Why can't people just say, I'm not attracted to you? Is it because they're afraid of the... I think so. So, like, the one guy I've got so much... If, if there is a Mount Rushmore of Love is Blind characters, it's that guy Shake from season two mm -hmm. who just laid it out. Like, I I don't... I, I am, I'm not attracted to her at all. And then, and then in the reunion, he's like, the only woman I'm attracted to here is you, Vanessa Lachey. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, this guy was the king. I think he was also the one... Was he the one who was trying to figure out when they were in the pods and he said things like, he was like, could I lift you yeah, like, right. off the ground? Yeah, exactly. Like, could would you, I be able to pick I put you, you on my shoulders? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean every single season we have definitively proven love is not blind. Right, 100%. So, uh, but yeah, the I want someone to be, you know, head over heels and then it's just like... Oh, that's the girl from my 500 pound life, or like, <laughs> right, thousand oh, I'm, pounds I'm missing sister. all my limbs, right. or it's like, and, and, <laughs> right, you exactly. know, something crazy where, <laughs> you know, then you're really putting somebody in a pickle. Right. Like, where, where you have, you know, you can kind of see the silhouette before mm -hmm. the thing goes up, and you can definitively tell that someone's in a wheelchair behind the silhouette. Let's, let's, you want to show what we it? Need. Let's find out. That's you what get we nuts? need. Let's get nuts. Because yeah. right now it's just a bunch of people who are like, all kind of in the same range, you know? Yeah. Well, that one, though, that, that, uh, what's her name? The one with the kid. Um, Jessica. Jessica. Knockout. Yeah, she's by far the most attractive. What a line from her, too. You're going to need your EpiPen when you see me. Because for the most part, she was pretty, like, <laughs> she wasn't really flexing on anybody. Right. And she's looking around. Obviously, everybody knows who the prettiest is. Yeah. She's like, when you see me, you're going to choke. You're going to need your EpiPen to open up your airways. I was like, oh, my God. I know. That is that is creative. That is different. Oh, it was great, It man. makes her even hotter when yeah. she says something like that. Now, I... I like the reunion episodes are coming next, and yeah. I think they're going to meet up. And oh boy, oh baby, oh I baby. can't. That that is my guilty. I don't even want to call it my guilty pleasure. That's that's beautiful TV programming. Yeah, right it's there. not. Yeah, for guilty pleasure, yeah. screw it. It's not a guilty pleasure. I don't feel yeah. guilty at all. No, man. everybody should be on that train. Exactly. All, all, there's like one bad season. We're on six now. The rest of them are all great. There's a bunch of. You know, I mean, you got to be a little bit tapped to sign up for that and really yeah. buy into it anyway. So, of course, you're going to get some fireworks. But sure. even beyond that, there's some people out there. It's like, oh. See, season two to me was the best. That was the one with Shake and that guy Shane, who was mm -hmm. like, 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 like <laughs> constantly. Constantly, the like, nuts in his eyes. I mean, look I, like I said he should just be a permanent member. He's just like always in the mix. <laughs> He was right. crazy. Right, just pop in out of nowhere in the middle of the season. Like, oh! <laughs> like, oh, no, it's back again! Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, Boomer and Geo with Kevin Clancy in for Boomer this morning. Another CeeLo update, plenty more of your calls, Mets, Jets, Yankees, Knicks, everything will get to it. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Kevin Clancy in for Boomer this morning. We'll get to CeeLo in a second, but we do have a Love is Blind call, and we have to get to that here because, I mean, I think this is probably Kevin's dream being on <laughs> WFAN in the morning taking Love is Blind calls. Does it get any better for you <laughs> than this, this moment this right here pinnacle. right now? Let's go. This is the zenith <laughs> for KFC. Uh, Matt in Florida. What's going on, Matt? Yeah, hey, good morning, guys. What is up? What's so up, man? Get- What's up, Matt? I had to call in because I'm not kidding you. Last night, my wife goes, "You want to watch the, sh- the Love Is Blind season premiere?" Because I'm a little bit behind. I'm a little bit behind. They go, "All right, fine, put it on, whatever. I don't care." So we're sitting there watching it, and I'm looking at all these people that are on it, and I'm like, these, "They're all incredibly attractive. Like they're all good looking." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "You get it." So, so I said, "The premise is you don't. You just talk to these people up high, okay? And you don't have any any idea what they look like." And I go, "You know what?" I said, I said this, this is garbage. I said, you really want to prove love is blind? I said, I said, let's open, let's get some mutants on this show. Yeah. <laughs> said, let's, get, let's get some people, like, when that door opens, they have, like, a home health aid. And they're hooked up to, like, an IV bag. And, mm-hmm. like, they got all this stuff going on and saying, okay, this is going to be the rest of my life. Yes. What, what you need is you need half and half. <laughs> Matt, right. you need, like, you, 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 you basically dupe the other half being, like, you bring in, like, models, right? So you have a bunch of beautiful women, great-looking guys, and then the other half is, like, you know, they got colostomy bags. And yeah. it's like, well, you said <laughs> you said you love that person. Right, and you, you said that you're, that's your soulmate, man. Can't, now now what? What are we you, doing? You, a little colostomy bag's going to ruin all that? Right, exactly. And, and by the way, it should be that way. Like you said, that matters. But let's not pretend, you know. Have you ever been around someone with a colostomy bag? I have not. It is... It is something else. I bet, we, had a, we had an engineer in Pittsburgh who had a colostomy bag, and you would know when he was pooping into the bag because he didn't, you know, his, his butthole was shut, so he had to go into the bag. So he would do, and it would happen, like, whenever it would happen. 
you know? So he would, he'd like do his little, <coughs> and you knew it was going on. And we'd be like, oh man, he's doing it. And everybody would it's know. It's like having a toddler. It was, it yes. was diapers out of here. Yeah. And they, cause you just, I don't think he I could, thought it was more passive than that. I thought no, it was kind of happy. No, this guy, no, this guy, this was, you know, and you just would know. And he'd like step away. But <coughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, it's going right in the bag right now. Yeah, love the guy. Awesome guy. But that's a rough one. If I ever have a colostomy bag, I'm just going to go like live on an island by myself. <laughs> yeah, and just cough and poop at the same oh, time, staring man. at the ocean. Jesus. Yeah. That's one of those things where like you just got to you gotta seriously contemplate checking out. Uh, I was going to say, I, I, I said go live on an island. I don't know what I can and can't say on this, <laughs> but I would probably do something else. <laughs> uh, all right, CeeLo, what's going on, man? All right, brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Pretty quiet day for the baseball locals down in Florida other than the uh, Kodai Senga arm fatigue news, which we don't know all that much about yet until the Mets follow up on his evaluation so we'll just have to wait and see about all of that Julius Randle with the media yesterday as the Knicks get set to come out of the All-Star break tonight in Philadelphia against the Sixers bit of a, uh, I guess we'll call it an early April Fool's joke from Randle answering uh, one reporter's question I plan to be on the court April 1st, probably just kidding. <laughs> gotcha. Early. Gotcha. Uh, no, nah, I'll just take it a day at a time. Man. He is optimistic he'll return at some point and taking a positive outlook on things. I like how I feel today as far as, you know, getting better and uh, feeling stronger and progressing uh, to where I need to be. Um, as far as getting on the court. However, as we discussed last hour, and he uh, kind of alludes to again here, surgery remains a possibility for that dislocated right shoulder. I'm never somebody to say never, so ultimately, you know, I have to do what's best for, you know, myself to, you know, have a long career, you know, have longevity in this. So still kind of weighing all the options here. Next come out of the break. He's still out. Same for OG Ananobi, but Dante DiVincenzo is off the injury report. He's good to go. Bogey Bogdanovich and Isaiah Hartenstein probable, so you could have them back tonight as well. The Nets are in Toronto. You call him Bogey. Bogey. Why do you do that? Because I don't know how we are. Is it Boyan? Because <laughs> I don't know how to Boyan. say his name. Right, 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 yeah. I didn't know I what the that. proper... Uh, I knew it, that was going to be the answer. That's why I... That's why I... Boyan, right? It's Boyan, yeah. Plus there's... There's Aren't a there, Bogdan and yeah, there's a see, Boyan. That's also, I didn't want to mess that up. Right, I know so you there's just went two with Bogey, like you guys go way form, back. This is the former yeah, yeah. best buds. Yeah, this you, is the former net. Yeah, we're best buds. Absolutely. We are. We're on a Hello, first C-Lo. name. It's, Bo- it's me, Bogey. Nickname basis. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Uh, you got the Nets and the Raptors in Toronto as Kevin Ollie will make his debut as the interim head coach in the wake of the Jacques Vaughn firing. Coverage on the Fan of the Free Odyssey app begins at 6. Kevin Ollie is starting to look like a... like. 1920s mute, uh, magician. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm he saying? Does like, kind of have that look to it. Yeah, him. like, like uh, the, the guy who would open up for Houdini. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, look, like, if we, I, CBS Sports Network put up a picture of him yesterday. I don't know if you guys still have that one, but that, that's where I, that popped in my head. And, and for whatever reason, I didn't say it yesterday because I didn't know how to really say it, but now I the figured it out. Opener for Houdini. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, it, it's that thin mustache yeah. that he's got. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's that's very, that's, uh, that's the thing. 
performer-esque. I know what you're talking about. Right. It's right. a hard thing to articulate, but you're right. Stephen Waldron, CBS, do you have, should I be waiting for this or should we move on because it's going to take you a while? There we go. Yes. Yeah. There it <laughs> is. You see that. If you have like a top hat on yes. or something. Like, like a red vest. Yes. Yes. Like the evil magician from Frosty. Yeah. 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 Yes. That was like messy, that. messy, messy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And look, he's got like the side smirk going on. Yeah, like, maybe that that too, like the evil cartoon, like he's going to tie someone <laughs> to the train tracks and like blow him yes. up with dynamite. That sort of thing too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, very good. All right, what else, Celia? I feel like those, you said the thin mustache, like that's a lot of maintenance, no? Where you're oh, like, yeah. when you're shaving, yeah. you're just you're just getting into that little top half crevice there. between. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean, like I, an everyday thing. Wow. You know? That's commitment. It's cer- Especially it's for a coach, you know, those guys, workaholics, they got a lot of responsibilities, but he's got time to stay on top of the mustache. It doesn't take that long, uh, you know? I don't know. I never, I never figured out how to do all those perfect lines. Just kind of let it grow the way it's growing, you know? Yeah. A couple more from St. John's head coach Rick Pitino after his team won at Georgetown last night, 90-85. to So circled back to the blunt criticism of his team after they coughed up the big lead against Seton Hall Sunday. As we heard last hour, he did admit he was in the wrong. My bad, he claims to have uh, told his team at some point, but then attempted to justify one of the things he had said about his players. The slowest player in the league at the end of the age, Jokic, he can't move laterally. Some of the greatest players I've coached can't move laterally. So I didn't think that's a big deal, but I should never, ever mention a name. I'm, I'm a veteran fun. coach. I tell every young coach in the business, show class when you win, show class when you lose, give the other team I mean, this is like calling your wife fat and then saying some of the great people who ever lived were fat. <laughs> like John Candy. Yes. Like how great was John Candy? Fat. Right. And Teddy Roosevelt. You know, was was a was a was a larger man. So mm-hmm. just because I called you fat doesn't mean that fat isn't great. <laughs> I mean, that's what he's doing. Yeah. I know he's justifying it after the fact. Also throwing out some you know big names like well, yeah. We're talking about the the exception to the rule here. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. So I would the follow up should have been so you're trying to tell me that your players are going to be MVP caliber right. in the NBA. Right. Is that what you, you meant by that? I don't think that follow-up occurred. Probably not. Uh, but he did say calling out individuals publicly, not the right approach. I should have never mentioned to anybody by name. I didn't mean it. I was trying to talk typical clinic talk like I do. Uh, my family and my players, outside of breathing air, they're the most important thing in my life. That's why I'm still coaching today. It's about like a safe face <laughs> spot, Jim. You're big on the spot. Safe yeah, face spot. Safe here. face spot. Yeah, yeah. the uh, backup spot. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is a bad one. It's a hundred percent a bad one. But what are you going to do? He I mean, he's been through worse. Yeah, right? now we oh, they had a oh, house yeah, in no Louisville with prostitutes there. Oh, yeah, they did not know anything That's about it. seven seconds. I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Fields on the thirty third team, which is the St. Brown Brothers podcast. Of course, everyone's uh, got one, so that one's called the thirty third team. So Amon Ra and Equinemius. Equinemius is uh, his Bears teammate. So hey, you unfollowed the Bears on Instagram recently. What's that all about? Why do people take social media? So- so serious, like, <laughs> but like, why are you why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG, don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. That's really? true. That's facts. That's yeah, facts. but. Does usually mean you're trying to keep it a secret or <laughs> yeah. you're not proud of it or whatever. So I, I love people like, why do you take it so seriously? It's like, uh, you know. That that excuse maybe like twenty years ago yes, made sense. Like exactly. now, it, it it sounds silly, but like who you follow and what you like is similar to like who you would be seen with or go out with or talk to or whatever. So it represents you know it's who an you extension are, of you. Yes, yeah. it's it's who you are. Yeah, I mean, if people take it seriously because that is 
It's the way that we can consume you. We're not around you all the time. Right. So what you show us is what we're going to learn about you. It's an active thing. Yes. Like you looked at it and said, I'm going to unfollow. Yes. And you probably thought like, even if you thought to yourself, I don't, this doesn't mean anything. You have to have the, the foresight to be like, but people are going to think it, and I still don't care, so I'm going to unfollow yeah. it. That's, you made your bed. Yeah. Yeah. Optic spot. Optics. Mm-hmm. Optic spot. Definitely. All right. So he says that. Then how about the future and what he thinks about uh, his time with the Bears? Do you want to stay in Chicago or what's up? Yeah, of course. Of course I want to stay. I can't see myself playing in another place, but if it was up to me, I would want to stay in Chicago. I love right. the city. The city's lit. The the fans are you know, they're great. Mm-hmm. And the people. And he basically said, hey, I just want to know what's going on. You're either going to trade me, you're going to move me, or you're going to keep me. Let's figure it out and then uh, get on with it. But then he also said really nice things about the Falcons roster, and apparently he is following them on Instagram or IG, as he put it. So, so yeah, you want to get away from football, but you <laughs> yeah. follow the Falcons. Right. And- Read between the lines, Spot G. Yeah, <laughs> David and Rockland quickly. What's going on, David? Hey, boys, good morning. I, 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 the first thing I thought of when you mentioned Kevin, when you mentioned Ollie, was. He could star in Harlem Nights. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, and Kevin Ollie. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad one. Yes, you put a little top hat on a bow tie and then bang. You got mm-hmm. you got a nice little cast there. Yeah, for sure. Someone's got to ask him that now about the about the thin mustache. Someone's got to go after him for I it. Think, I think it should be you. Yeah, me. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go down to Barclays Center after. Yeah, the, pop him on the show at one point. Just to, not about the Nets. Just to ask him about. Don't the thin do that because the Nets will probably. The Nets would love that. I know. I'm kidding. That's an Evan spot. <laughs> Is it? Would he even do that? I don't uh, even think he would even no, do that. Probably right now. not. That's a good point. He only did three minutes on Jacques Vaughn the other day. Yeah, I, and they I, uh, made sure to say I'm only going to spend three. minutes I was going to say. It. I mean, uh, how many people in the world could care about Jacques Vaughn and the Nets? Like seven? Very few. Five? I mean, what? If you it's, see some of their TV ratings, like yeah. there's just like, it, what is it, like 12,000 people watch ratings? Half of them work in this building. Yeah, it's true. They've got to be one of the most irrelevant franchises like in the world. And they've even had like, you know, big names come through and it's still, it just does not matter. Yeah. I think they could win a title and I don't think they'd really matter. It's well, I mean, crazy. Well, think about when they had Jason Kidd and they went to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, 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 nobody really cared about him but, then either. But even that, that felt different. Like, the New Jersey Nets at least still were a thing that yeah. kind of had their own identity. Brooklyn has just been like, oh, yeah. awful. Who was more relevant in sports than them in pro team sports? Probably the Coyotes, Phoenix Coyotes, more relevant. Sure. You just showed how irrelevant they are because they're now the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they play in a college ring currently. They do. Wow. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Uh, <laughs> but like, but hockey also, you know, hockey is, you know, hockey and you're in the NBA and like nobody cares. Yeah. What about like <laughs> Charlotte? You think the Charlotte franchise more? But even like Bobcats, like Hornets. People, like yeah. they have history, the Jersey, Lonzo, yeah. LJ. Like, I mean, the Nets, except for those kid years, are just. <laughs> yep. Nobody cares. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Can't do anything to move the needle. This is a perfect example of something that just a couple of years ago, if I brought it up, G would probably roll his eyes. He'd have no interest. But now that he's, you know, he's a big golf guy. Mm. How about Tiger's son, freshly turned 15? Charlie, I know. And PGA event. Showed up first on the range at this qualifying event this morning in Florida, trying to get into it's now the Cognizant Classic next week, formerly the Honda Wait, Classic. Wait, he can legit play in it? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got to go through. He's got right. a bunch. It's an 18 hole. But at 15, event. he can play. Wow. I guess, yeah. Yep. So if he somehow is, I, I think there's four spots he's up for the He's pretty nasty, grabs. huh? He is. I mean, I'm, I mean, 
Obviously, a lot like, of pressure. Like, uh, yeah, oh, he's is he good. Like he golf plays prodigy. In, like, holy I, don't, I don't know if he's going to be Tiger, but I mean, yeah. if you watch him play in in the there was the PNC Championship with uh, with his dad a couple of years in a row now. He can swing yeah, it. Yeah, he's doing the twirl and like all the same mannerisms and stuff, right? So, wow. by the way, speaking of qualifying, and I don't know why the barstool guys aren't in it. So, the PGA is running a qualifier for YouTube golfers to play in an upcoming Myrtle Beach event. So, they're giving Fat Perez, mm. Grand Horvat, all these guys that I talk about, an opportunity to play. They, they, there's like 10 of them. And the, the Bryan brothers, one of those guys, I think it's George Bryan. Uh, a couple of good, good guys, Luke Kwan, but no Frankie Borelli. They didn't give him a shot. I don't know for well, sure. Actually, Dan Rappaport's one. Rappaport, Rappaport's yeah, in it. Because Rappaport was like a real journalist, right? Right, right, and right. He, I yeah. want to say that regularly covers these events. I, I, I want to say that maybe there's some bad blood there or something with the PGA. I don't know. Oh, really? Sometimes uh, Barstool doesn't always get the, 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 the leagues don't like roll out the red carpet for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand. Just had that big spot with Tiger. That was amazing. Yeah, I mean, that was what Taylor those guys, the foreplay guys, are have just absolutely and totally and utterly dominated the golf world. They have, they are a rocket ship, man. They are unbelievable. Shout out to Riggs and Trent and Frankie. And Good Rappaport. stuff. Good stuff. All right, Celo. We will uh, see you next hour. Yes. yes? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network with Kevin Clancy, KFC from Barstool with us for the entire show, filling in for Boomer this morning. So you are in the comedy world. When you uh, when I see you pop up on social media, it's a lot of uh, stuff that you're talking about trying to explain to guys like me what's happening in the world of pop culture, but also you interview a ton of comedians. And I want to ask you about Shane Gillis. I love Shane Gillis. His Netflix special is one of the the most funny things that I've watched in a very, very long yep, time. Yep. And now, of course, he's getting this mass appeal recognition and mainstream recognition. And Bud Light was trying to come back from the whole mess that oh, they went what a through. Brilliant move. <laughs> no, honestly, if you if they're trying to balance out, you know, whatever PR disaster they had, Shane was the perfect choice. Absolutely. And now he gets the call from the place that fired him, Saturday Night Live 
to host Saturday Night Live. Now, when I saw this at first, I was like, really good for him. I was happy about it. And then a friend of mine said, well, I don't like the fact that he's doing that because they fired him. And now he's made it on his own. And now they're coming back, crawling back to him and to have them save their show that's just not funny at all. And that made me have a sort of a different opinion about it. But then I said, if I'm Shane Gillis and I was fired and that was a low point in my life, I was about to be on Saturday Night Live. No one knew who I was. And then my name is out there getting fired for these comments that were offensive to people. And now I've made it to the point where they're calling me to host. I couldn't turn that down. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how spiteful of a person are you. Yeah. Really, is what it comes down to. And, and you know, do you like to burn bridges and, and, and blow things up? Because, I mean, what, what do you really gain from saying no? A little bit of personal satisfaction yeah, that you pride, stifle really them. Is it, yeah. But, like, okay, so they just go get another, you know comic or superstar to host and probably nobody even knows it's just bad for business it's still an honor no matter what era you like of saturday night live and what the ratings might be and you know all that talk it's still an honor to be a host of snl it's good for business i think it almost kind of uh it's like the full not that like shane even needs this at this point because he's so successful but it's like it came full circle you know he he fought through all of it, went through the fire, and now is, like, back in the mainstream. And I think if there's other... I'm sure there's still other uh, clients, advertisers, entities that might still be like, well, wait a minute, I don't know, can we work with them? And it's like, well, if SNL is, then we're back on board, too. So I think it's a smart business move. I think he's also just very funny, and it's going to be a great episode and very, you know, good for his career. I also think... I, I I don't know anything more than uh, like the regular average person, but I think SNL fired him under like kind of like we we have to, yeah, you know what I mean. Not like I don't think Lorne Michaels was like, get out of here, Gillis. You know, I think he was probably like, I you know the the press is going crazy. We're advertising, you know, yeah. we we just can't do this. But um, you know, maybe we'll see you down the road. And he is certainly. I remember saying to him, like, this is going to be one of the best things that ever happened to you. And he's like, a lot of people have said that to me. And I wish, you know, I hear you. I get what you're saying. But no, I'd rather just would have gotten the job (laughs) working for Saturday Night Live. Now, that was before he really exploded. I wonder what his thought is now. Having, you know, sold out theaters everywhere and arenas are next. And I'm sure movies and TV. I mean, he can, in my opinion, he's he's the top dog right now. There are probably bigger... um, you know, monetarily like successful acts right now, but to me, he is the number one in the world right now. So, I think uh, it all ended up working out pretty well yeah. for the young bull. And he, exactly, I mean, he could have gotten to like who was the last person on Saturday Night Live to have that huge movie career? I mean, once you get pigeonholed in Saturday Night Live, I mean, you're not. Chances are, you're not doing stand up and selling arenas out anymore. That's not no. the way that it works. Like the days of like, you know, going Adam Sandler going from right. SNL and making a hundred million dollars on a movie are over. Well, you know what? It's also like it's not an easy job and there's easier avenues and, and quicker ways to really succeed. You know, I feel like it used to be like you have to come through SNL if you really want to be the next big thing. And now it's like, I got a podcast, I got a TikTok, I got this or that. I don't need to, you know, write and work five, six, seven days a week, perform live, work under the the uh, the rules of NBC, all that stuff. So 
Um, but I still think there's some prestige. There's still a reason why it's a big deal that Shane's hosting. Oh, yeah. There's still a reason why everyone's going to tune in. So no matter people being like, oh, I don't watch it anymore or that show is not what it used to be, it still is, you know. Rockefeller Center, New York City. And yeah, I mean, you're standing that. on that stage. Yeah, it's I mean, iconic. my goodness. It's absolutely I mean, iconic. You know, if you think about it, if you're a comic and, you know, Eddie Murphy has stood there, George right. Carlin was the first that's, one to do it. I mean, I, you that's what to. I think is going through Shane's mind. Not like, you know, HR fired me five years ago. Like, yeah. Cares, you know? <laughs> right, right. I know. Everybody's and, doing pretty good. <laughs> it is interesting. I listened to him with uh, Matt McCluskey on Rogan. Rogan. Uh, McCusker, McCusker, McCusker. All right, yeah, uh, McCusker. Uh, yeah, come on, uh, <laughs> McCluffinus is who I. But I've got So anyway, so uh, yes, yeah, so, so Shane Gillis on with Rogan, and he talked about how I guess there's a a huge comedy place there in Austin, Texas. Comedy Mothership is Rogan's. yeah, the Mothership, yeah. yeah, Mothership. That he he went. He was supposed to do one show and then go out with his friends, but he bombed. I mean, this was like a few like a month ago or whatever. And he bombed on the first show so badly that he wanted to go back and do another show because mm-hmm. he was so bad. And I'm thinking, like, man, like, to get to that level and be the guy right now and still have the Got ability to bomb. Dude, they, I, well, that, I didn't go back out there. I, I always say that, like, I don't think they, I think bomb is a, it's on a shifting scale, right, if right, you right, will, right. you know? I don't think Shane bombed. I think he was probably a little, you know, upset with his performance. I'm sure if you ask those people, yeah. they were like, he was electric. Sure, know? sure. But the fact that he still is saying he's bombing and wants to go out there and, and kind of, you know, shake that off is kind of that, like, killer mentality you need. I think comedy and sports are very, very relatable, you know? Yeah. And, and when you have that kind of, like, Kobe Mamba mentality about your, your, your comedy and your writing is when you're going to be, you know, the biggest thing in the world. What was the longest stand-up routine that you have done in front of an audience? Oh, I don't. I I opened for Josh Wolf once. Yeah. Um, uh, I did. I think eight or ten minutes. I opened okay. for him. It went okay. Uh, it's certainly not my forte. I think if I really the problem with comedy is like you have to do it for like thirty years. Yeah, yeah. Before you're really good at it. So I I was you know being introduced to it at like late twenties, early thirties, and I was like. I got to put like a decade in before I'm even like taken serious. Yeah. I'm going to be dead by the time you know, I, I could could maybe potentially be good at this, even if I had the chops, which I don't know if I do. So it's just like, and you have to go up 10 times a week, six, seven Ugh. nights a week, you know, go, go on the road. It, it, they, those guys, you know, you got to love it and be really good at it to be, you know, going to like the chuckle hut in Omaha and, you know, really getting up there every single cl- club, every single night. So it's I, I do like live podcasts where we just get up and do our show right on stage, but uh, you know, which is its own thing these days to be able to just go off the cuff and sure. you know, figure it out. But to really you know hone like a you know half hour set or hour long set, that's truly uh, a lot next of comics are, are are miserable people too. Like they're just well, you, so got, you sad almost have to be in order to and, yeah yeah. Right. <laughs> and I, I think podcasting has been good for a lot of the comics. You know, you, yeah, you, it, it's been an outlet and uh, and you can you know succeed a lot quicker and you don't have to grind it on the road and be like literally a poor person for like two decades before you ever see a dime um so you can really there's the guard dog shout out to guard dog <laughs> uh, so uh i think you know it's a little bit better now yeah um where it's like i can get some advertising dollars and some instagram you know social media dollars and whatnot but you gotta really love it man gotta really grind okay picture this 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 